This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. gave me this title, Benefits of a Servant, at first I kept questioning about him talking about servant because I thought, you know, really, to be honest, that's usually the least thing that the church wants to hear or Christians want to hear about the word servant. And so I had kind of, and then actually, to be honest, I was trying to get out of it because I had text pastor when I was doing my stuff, and we have to do the order of service by a certain time on Thursday. So I sent him a little message, and I said, what's your title in your scripture? And then he called me, he called me and said, um, I don't have a title. You do. I was like, oh, I do? I didn't know. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> I, I was doing the male thing, apparently, see? But anyway, long story short, I knew I was supposed to. But this servant kept convicting me. So he came over, and, he, and I said, well, I'm really struggling with this because this thing about servant keeps coming up. And he said, that's God, because the Lord had been speaking to him about servanthood. So it was a confirmation. But the reason, because we don't understand, really, See, we look at, if we don't understand something and you have a misconception or a wrong uh, uh, definition of a thing, see, then we'll either don't want anything to do with it, we'll run from it, see, because we're ignorant in an area, but then we're missing out on the blessing. Because I said, well, Lord, what are the be- why would we want to talk about the benefits of a servant? Because my people, he said, are missing out on what I want to do for them and through them. Because they're not walking in this servanthood like my son did. So in order to have the benefits of something, you kind of got to know, really make sure what it's about, and are we walking in it? Amen. Amen. So the first scripture we're going to look at is in Mark 10, 45 in the Amplified. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Luke 22 and 27. For who is the greater... The one who reclines at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who reclines at the table? But I am among you as the one who serves. Okay, so just to clarify, so you don't think this is just something I'm making up, it's in the Word. Now listen, servant is not a bad word. See, we look at it really even, like I said, with, a, with not the right proper information, you can think servant and automatically you get a negative um, uh, image of that. It's just like, mm, well, that's not me. Servant is not a bad word. Some even think when they hear servant, they think of some lowly position. But what did we just read out of the Bible? Jesus served. But the truth is, to serve God and to serve others is the most gratifying and highly blessed position that you could ever obtain. That you could ever obtain. Now listen to this in Romans 1.1. Jesus considered himself a servant, as did his disciples. And the Bible literally will use the word servant as a title. You know why? Because it is. So in Romans 1.1, it said, Paul, a bond servant, 
of Christ Jesus, called as an apostle, a special messenger, personally chosen representative, set apart for preaching the gospel of God, the good news of salvation. The point is that as believers, as a Christian, we are called servants, and we are called to serve. But now listen, what does a servant do? What is his or her duty? What trait must mark our lives? Those are some questions that we probably all have asked. Well, I'm going to help you. A servant obeys. Oh, boy, that's another word we don't like to hear. We don't like to hear that in the church. Obey. Their life is marked by, oh, here's another one. It's going to hurt you. It's going to hurt your toes. Faithfulness. And unwavering obedience to the one above him in rank. And who's above us in rank? Jesus. So the faith of a servant, a good servant of God, they will exhaust their intellect in obeying God and make a decision, I'm going to obey God unconditionally. And through our obedience, guess what that does? It produces an energy that draws glorious opportunities, not just for you, but those that you are serving, those that you have been called to minister to. And it brings glory to the kingdom of God. So I'm asking you today, you're going to hear serving a lot, but you're also going to hear just believe, which actually happens to be our woman's conference in, in, in uh, September is called just believe. Because listen, when you believe, your faith will separate you from everything contradictory to the word. So when you have faith in God and we're trusting him, See, so negative can come, wrong information can come, but if we've got our faith in him, guess what will happen? All that other stuff will be separated. It'll just go. You'll just know, wait a minute, that's not right. It's the word of God. Because of that obedience to God's word. You have to make a choice to obey unconditionally because you've got to decide, I serve a big God. But you've got to know it. See, you can't just say it or hear somebody else. You've got to know that you know that you know that you know I serve a big God. I serve a God who loves me. I serve a God who was faithful to his word. Even if what he said seems too big. Even if what he says seems impossible. Then that should help you to really know it's God. And you say, but that just sounds like, that's nothing that I could do. That's nothing that I could ever come up with. Well, good. Because now you can move out of the way and let God get in there. Let God put his super on your natural. Because see, then there's no way that man can say, well, you did that. Oh, no, only God could have done this. Because it wasn't in my abilities to ever do or to have this. Because listen, when God does this, when he says something to you, and automatically your, your senses say, that's too big, that's impossible, what he's doing is giving you an opportunity to stretch your faith. Now, some of you have been stretched. I've been stretched. And you know, sometimes stretching hurts. You know, you're like saying, oh, God, I don't know how much more I can stretch. I'm feeling about paper-thin stretch right now. God says, hang on. Hang on, because the more I stretch you, the bigger it's going to be. The more I stretch you, the more God can use you. You see, God gives us an opportunity, but 
A lot of times we don't want to take it because it's inconvenient. It's uncomfortable. It's not a good time, God. I got this going on, and I got this going on, and I want to do this, so I ain't got time right now, God, to, you know, do all your stuff. I ain't got time, God, to do all your stuff. I ain't got time to get up in your house and volunteer. I got too much of my stuff. Well, you're going to miss out on your opportunity to be stretched, to let your faith be stretched. I'm going to tell you, I would recommend that you take this opportunity. Because when he tells you something that seems impossible, listen to me. Who cares? What does it matter? How impossible it seems. How, who cares how ridiculous it seems? Because if you've got a revelation and you're looking to him, guess what? It doesn't matter about your abilities. It matters about his word and what he has said. And we've got to make that choice. Just believe. Because if you, he's asked us to trust him. And if he's asked us to trust him, then will he not direct us? Will he not instruct us and give us wisdom and favor? Because when we do that, when we truly are trusting him and we're in the stretching mode, we'll begin to grow. We'll begin to flourish. We'll begin to grow more with God and be able to hear him better because it's in this growing stage and being able to be willing and obedient, trust and obey, that's when your faith begins to create an energy that draws you to believe things in your life that you could have never believed before. And then that energy, guess what? Begins to go all around you to everybody you come in contact with. And it's like a magnet because now they're drawn not to you, not to me, but drawn to the one who lives on the inside of us. And that's what we want. We want that to be drawn we want that energy to draw and our belief to come up to where God wants it to be. And listen, now why it's doing that? See, it's drawing opportunities for you. It's drawing opportunities for others to expand the kingdom of God. And isn't that what it's all about? Amen. Us going out and growing the family of God. That's what it's about. Now listen. A true servant will, not maybe, not hope to, but will find rest, strength, and harmony when you begin to walk in this new level of servanthood. The word servant cannot be misunderstood. I'm sorry. When you really stop and just think about it, it's simple. We serve God and we serve others. We serve God and we serve others. As believers, we serve God and we serve others. We are called to serve one another. Now, some of you say, well, I don't want to do that. You don't know what it's like. You serve people. They don't care. They don't appreciate it. Well, guess what? That ain't your business. That's God's business. Okay? You can, you're going to have to answer for what you do. Whether they respond, receive it, or grateful or not, guess what? They're going to stand in front of God for that. But you're going to stand in front of God, and I'm going to stand in front of God for my attitude. Did I serve wholeheartedly? Did I serve with a honest and willing, obedient heart. Did I just say, Lord, I'll do whatever you say? But then when he asked me, mm, no, sorry, don't got time for that. I ain't going to do that because they don't ever appreciate it. Or I'm the only one that ever does anything. Well, praise God, then you get more. Guess what? Go ahead. If they don't want what God's got for them, you get theirs too. So get up in there. But we are to serve one another. Because something very wonderful begins to happen. As a servant obediently serves, I'm telling you, there's a rest, 
and a strength that will come into your life like never before. And I really believe the Lord told me, he said, my people have only tasted of servanthood. They're not walking fully in it. They've only tasted it just a little bit. And that's why God wants us to, to have this knowledge and be revealed to shut the door to the enemy of what we've had a conception of what serving is. See, there's something restful that'll come to your soul, peace to your mind, peace to every area of your life when you're doing what you were meant to do, what we were created to do, and that is to serve. Even in the daily goings-on of your life, God said, be serving me and serving one another. See, we all get busy, but wouldn't you better, uh, rather have even in the busyness of your life to have some peace, Amen. to have some clarity, to have some joy, and to know that you're serving and the purpose that God created you? Have a purpose. Sometimes people go, well, I don't know what God wanted me to do. Well, I'm going to tell you, he first said, serve me and serve others, and the rest of it will all be revealed. Amen. Clarity and revelation and knowledge and wisdom will come when you do these two things. Serve God, serve others, and the rest of it will all work out. Just get willing and obedient in serving the Lord and knowing your purpose. It's a restful thing when you know you're doing what's right, what God's asked you to do. You know, strength for the day will come even in a greater way when we wake up saying, God, I'm going to serve you today and I'm going to serve others. When I get up in the morning and say, okay, Lord, everything today is about you. Tell me what you want me to do today. Now, see, a lot of people say, oh, I say that. But what about when the small, still voice tells you to call so-and-so or to stop and pray? Or maybe I want you to go to the church and pray. Maybe I want you to go to the church and clean. Maybe I'd like you to go over and give so-and-so something. But, oh, God, I'm just too busy. I ain't got that. And you know, look at me. I ain't got what I need. And, and I'm struggling. You want me to go give them something? See, are we willing and obedient? Are we giving God opportunities into our life? See? But even in our busyness, there comes a time where God says, are we truly saying, Lord, everything I'm doing today is for you. What do you want me to do? Let's put God first and serve him. And you'll see that he'll begin to lead you to others. He'll send others your way and he'll begin to send them in groves and they'll be God-ordained. And all your job is, it ain't to save them. Your, God, your job is to serve or plant seeds into their life. That's it. God does the rest. Because you know what? Sometimes, you know, people will say, well, well, you know, I, I talked to this person and man, I led them to the Lord. You know, praise God. It was all about me. No, it, there was probably 20 other people that planted and watered and planted and watered and planted and watered and they just happened to come by you at the right time. And you got, though, to see it. See, there are so many people's lives that you're going to be, when you get to heaven, you're going to go, oh, my God, I didn't even know what I said or what I did affected them. But see, it's a process. But never take lightly. See, just because you don't see results, the results are there. But they don't always come right up. Because, see, there's a lot of seed planting sometimes. And for some, it may be a lot, a lot, a lot of seed planting. All right? But don't never get discouraged. Just thank God that you were part of the process. Just thank God I got to plant a seed in their life. And I'm expecting for it to come up. Doesn't matter if it comes up with somebody else. I was part of the process. You're going to also reap that reward. But are we truly saying, God, 
What would you have me do today? And then are we doing it? Put God first and serve Him. And I'm telling you, you'll begin to see things show up in your life. And as you're serving them as unto Him, don't be looking for the reward. Don't be looking for the thank you. Oh, you're so wonderful. I'm glad you did that. No. Don't look for that. You're serving unto him. Just like when you give your tithes and offerings, you're not giving it to the church. Or when you sow a seed into a minister, you're not really giving to us, you're giving to God. Okay? You're giving to God. So now whatever that person does, if they don't do right with it, they got to answer to God. Your seed still got planted and you're still going to get a harvest. Just like when you sow into someone else's life. Okay, if they do wrong with it or you thought, you know, somebody, you know, we've had years of this, you know, 20-something years and still sometimes experience that. You give or you went and bought somebody something, then come to find out, you know, maybe it was a little, maybe, you know, they didn't tell you the whole truth and they really could have got it themselves, but you went out. But guess what? I gave it to God. I gave it to God. See, that's where I have that release. But see, you get a harvest from that. So don't get caught up in looking Okay, looking for, you know, them to be thankful and grateful. You serve God and you do unto him whether anybody ever says thank you. God is saying thank you every day and it'll show up in your life. So as we serve him, I'm telling you, there will come a greater rest, a greater strength, a greater peace and clarity when you have your focus in the right direction. Get it off people. Get it on God. But then start serving others. Say, well, they, uh, they don't need me. Oh, yes, we do. God does. Okay? If you say, well, I always have to do everything. Well, praise God. Like I said, then you're going to get more of the reward. The more you do, guess what? Somebody else is missing out on a blessing that God wanted to do for them. Go ahead. In that one area, be greedy. Suck it all up. If nobody wants to do it, do their job. Then do the other job. Just keep doing it. And God says, man, right there, that's a faithful one. They're doing more than their part, so they're going to get more than what they even expected, way above and beyond. But God will give us opportunities to bless others, but when we do, guess what? It brings joy into your life. It brings blessings and favor, and it brings an overflow that only the obedience of serving God and serving others can come through that. There are blessings that come in being a true servant. A servant believes the unbelievable and receives the impossible. They just say, you know what? I believe it. It doesn't matter. I believe it. <clears throat> I believe there'll be children in my class. I believe that these chairs will be full. I believe that, that there's going to be so many people out there. There's, uh, you know, we're going to have to have a dozen ushers out there to, to, to direct everybody. I believe that I'm going to have more workers. But in the meantime, God, I'll do my job and everybody else's if I have to because I'm serving you. Amen. And that's where my reward comes from. But I believe the impossible because I know that with God all things are possible. You see, this really isn't hard, okay? Quit complicating it. It is doable, okay? It is very doable. Just do what God asks you to do. Let's just obey. How hard is that? Just obey. Just obey. Have faith like a child. Get back to just simply saying, okay, God said that. Hey, guess what? One plus one equals two. If I do what God says, I'm going to be blessed. I'm going to walk in the favor of God in my life. Because no matter how old you ever get, you're still God's child. And now listen to this. This might be a revelation. As your kid, your only job is to believe his word and act on it. 
That's it. Believe God and act on his word. Do what he says. Obey him. And listen, as our father, his job is to make his word come to pass. But now listen, he can't make something come to pass if you ain't believing and acting on it. See? So don't go blaming daddy when you go, well, this ain't happening, that ain't happening. Maybe we need to do rewind and go, okay, when was the last time I did what he asked me to do? Or I finished what he said to do. Or I started it and then I got mad and angry, so I quit. See, our job as a child is to believe God and act on his word. And his job is to make it come to pass. How simple is that? So this is just a, a flash right here. Stop trying to do God's job. Let's do our part and let him do his part. Amen? That's free. Because let me tell you, when you keep trying to figure it out and you keep trying to do your way and your will and you keep trying to do God's part, you're never truly going to have peace. You're only going to get blurps of it, little blurps. How about a constant flow of peace and rest and joy? Wouldn't that be really good? Even when the turmoil and the enemy tries to come, all of a sudden it's just like you're going, whoa. You know, your mind's saying, man, you should really be upset right now. You, shouldn't, you might even should be panicking, but there's just something about this supernatural peace just comes on you. This joy comes. It's just like all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, because I'm walking in a true servanthood's heart and mind. I'm serving God, I'm trusting Him, and I'm believing Him, and I'm letting God do His part, and I'm doing mine. That's where the real peace comes. So let's just believe what He says, because guess what? He's God. And I think he knows what he's doing. And I think he knows better than you and me. So let's focus on serving the Lord and serving others and then believing what he said that he will do for you and for me. He is no respecter of person. Now listen, a servant knows his raking. As a true servant, when God tells you to do something financially and your mind can't fathom it, Okay? He speaks a number or tells you to sow a seed or to go do something for the kingdom of God. And all of a sudden, your mind just goes, hmm, you know. Instead of shaking in fear, let's go, watch this devil. Amen. Watch out. Because I'm going to do and I'm going to give what daddy said. Even when it looks impossible and you're telling me to give something right now. And, I, and I'm saying, well, God, where's it going to come from? God just said, trust me. Because if you have a heart to give, I'll bring in the seed. But even instead of being shaken in fear, we just stand up and say, you know what? My allegiance is not to the doubters in life. My allegiance is to God. Amen. So it doesn't matter how impossible it seems. It doesn't matter how ridiculous it seems. If God said to do it, you know, and that number looks like, okay, who are you talking to? Because I don't know where you think I'm going to get that from. God says, all you got to do is believe. Just believe. And you tell the devil, guess what? Get under my feet. Because remember, your rank isn't below the devil. Your rank is above the devil. Obedience to God and the dismissal that dismisses the power of the devil over your life, he even gets confused. Because he's like, well, wait a minute. That's not how they're supposed to be responding. They're supposed to be saying, no, God, I can't do that. Sorry. Or that's all I've got, God. I can't give you that. No. When you say, Lord, okay, I'm going to trust you and obey then he expects everyone just to crack when it especially comes to money. Because the first thing he knows, well, they ain't going to give that. Oh, that's way above their comfort zone. But guess what? It shuts the enemy down. And a true servant of God will just say, you know what, God? 
My rank is with you. I believe you. The devil's under my feet. He ain't over me in this area no more. Listen, your time and your money don't own you. You own your time and your money, and God owns us. Let's just get that real clear. See, then you shut the door to the devil. You shut the door to the doubt. Amen? You don't serve money. It serves you. And we serve God. A true servant knows their rank, and we don't relinquish our position. How you relinquish your position is you back up in fear. You back up in doubt. You let the enemy talk you out of your blessing because it seems too impossible. So you won't sow the seed because he's done talked you into. You can't do this. You'll go broke. If you don't do it, you'll definitely go broke. God can't bring more in if we don't give it out. And if he can't trust you with a little, don't expect the big boat to come in. So money serves you and we serve the Lord. We've got to stay in our position. Don't back up. Know your rank. He knows. We know we serve a Lord. We know we serve a God of impossibilities. And we know that we got to say, God, I'm going to give and I'm going to help others in every area of my life. And every day, I am going to be a servant. A true servant gives with motive and intention of honoring God. It's not about us. It's about honoring God. When I give of my time, when I give of my monies, when I give of my serving in the church, when I do think for somebody, I'm doing it. With the motive, God, I'm honoring you. I'm honoring you. See, and that'll help because then it doesn't matter. If they come back and spit in your face, you're just like, thank you, Lord. I've already got seeds in the ground. And nobody can dig them up except me. But I'm going to let my mouth say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I did and I gave and I honored you. My being obedient with everything that I have and everything that I do, this is the awesomeness of God. This is the start of breakthrough in every area of your life. This is the start of overflow right now happening in your life. Things that you've been stuck in, things you have not been able, it just seems like it just hasn't happened. I'm telling you, when you walk in this level of servanthood, there's going to be a breakthrough, a breaking out and an overflow like never before. Now listen to the will of a true servant. The ultimate goal of a servant is to spread his love, to spread the plan of salvation, and the scriptural truth throughout the world. And I'm going to declare something over you today. You know, there's power, and I was just reminded when Pastor Ron shared that a lot of times, as pastors, you know, when we speak something over you, it's not just so that we can say something. You know, like the confession over the offering that Pastor felt led to start confessing, that every time this offering's taken, he wants that confession said over this body, okay? Now listen, when we confess something over you, you can choose to grab it or just sit there, you know, and I guess the saying is, you know, like water on a duck's back. It just roll off you, okay? But I felt like to declare this over you today. <clears throat> the ultimate goal of a servant is to spread his love, his plan of salvation, and the scriptural truth throughout the word. Now listen, I declare over you today that we are true servants of God. Amen. And that no one will be able to tell the difference between your will and God's will. Amen. Why? Because we're making a choice right here, right now, today, to surrender everything 
to surrender our total lives and lordship to Jesus Christ. That we're making a choice today that in every area of my life, I'm going to be a servant. I'm going to be a servant. And I want to tell you something. Change is already happening right now. God's working behind the scenes. Some things that have been stuck. I'm telling you, doors that have been locked are unlocking right now. Today. Jesus gave us the perfect example of servanthood over and over again. You know why? Because he lived a life that said, not my will, but thy. Not my will, but thy kind of life. He did what God said. Now listen, even when he faced, so this should help you when you're feeling abused and you feel like you've done and nobody cares and nobody appreciates. And sometimes it can be not only in the church, but even in your own home sometimes. You feel like your mate or your children or relatives or whatever just don't appreciate you. Now listen though. Jesus did what God asked him to do even in the midst of betrayal, when he faced shame, pain, crucifixion, desertion, separation, he still was a servant. Jesus defined servanthood. It's simple. Put God's will above yours. And I'm going to tell you, your flesh will fight this because it's going to try to tell you you got a better way or you think because something looks good, smells good, and everything looks better over there on the other side of the fence that that's where you need to go or that's who you need to be with. But I'm going to tell you something. You better be saying, God, is that what you're saying? Is that your will? Because if not, you're going to get in trouble. You're going to get in trouble. And one of these days, I'm going to tell you, the devil may pull out the rug out from under you, and it may not be able to get back. You may not be able to get it back. So even through all of that, he divined servanthood. It's simple. we got to put our will, put God's will above ours. Let's strive to be the same way, in perfect union with our Father. Jesus was in partnership with his Father. Let's get in partnership with our Daddy. Let's quit just when we need something or we think we want something. Then all of a sudden we want partnership with daddy. But when things are going good and we run back our way, oh God, we've got a better plan and now I think I'm going to do it this way and da 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 and all of a sudden then, you know, God's over here. You know, but then all of a sudden we get in trouble. We back, oh God, I need partnership. No, let's stay in partnership with our father. It's time to be in partnership with our father. As Pastor Ron comes, listen. The giving nature of a saint, of a servant. The Bible tells us, go in all the world and preach the gospel. That's what we're called to do. Now listen, you say, but we're not going anywhere. Oh, yes, you are. We're going all over the world in our giving. We're going all over to the nations of the world. Whenever you give into missions, whenever you give into this house, people are being ministered to all over the world, the nations of the world. When you go outside your door and invite somebody to the church, you're going into your world. You can't wait for some evangelist to come. No, God said we were to go into all the world and preach the gospel. That's what we're called to do. Let's begin to believe together for big things, for awesome things. Of course, first things that we need to believe for as the people and the servants of God is for souls. Lives to be changed. Lives to be made whole and healed and restored. But as you receive... The Lord and others, listen, as we begin to do this, get ready. Get ready, get ready, because God wants better in every area of your life. And right now, spiritually, physically, financially, and relationally, things are going to change. Because as the servants of the Lord, 
Believe and receive today for the too much that he has for you because it's here. Reach out and grab. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.